Good morning for Friday, August 14, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. ISIS assembles a vast system of rape. Centrist streak offers Kasich an opening and HBO in a deal for new Sesame Street episodes. In today's national news, Clinton spurs rivals with a student debt plan. Wet winter forecast for El Nino may not aid the drought. And water near mine at pre-spill toxicity levels in Colorado. In today's business headlines, refinery breakdown strains Midwest gas prices. NBC extends Jimmy Fallon's contract as the host of Tonight, and a roundup from Wall Street. There will be more business stories, more national news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Qadia, Iraq. ISIS assembles a vast system of rape. Rukmini Kalamachi has the story. In the moments before he raped the 12-year-old girl, the Islamic State fighter took the time to explain that what he was about to do was not a sin. Because the girl practiced a religion other than Islam, the Quran not only gave him the right to rape her, it condoned and encouraged it, he insisted. He bound her hands and gagged her. Then he knelt beside the bed and prostrated himself in prayer before getting on top of her. When it was over, he knelt to pray again bookending the rape with acts of religious devotion. I kept telling him it hurts, please stop, said the girl. He told me that according to Islam, he's allowed to rape an unbeliever. He said that by raping me, he's drawing closer to God, she said, alongside her family in a refugee camp here, to which she escaped after 11 months of captivity. The systematic rape of women and girls from the Yazidi religious minority has become enmeshed in the organization and the radical theology of the Islamic State in the years since the group announced it was reviving slavery. Interviews with 21 women and girls who recently escaped the Islamic State, as well as an examination of the group's official communications, illuminate how the practice has been enshrined in the group's core tenets. The trade in Yazidi women and girls has created a persistent infrastructure with a network of warehouses where the victims are held, viewing rooms where they're inspected and marketed, and a dedicated fleet of buses used to transport them. A total of 5,270 Yazidis were abducted last year, and at least 3,144 are still being held, according to community leaders. To handle them, the Islamic State has developed a bureaucracy of sex slavery, including sales contracts notarized by the ISIS-run courts. And the practice has become a recruiting tool to lure men from deeply conservative Muslim societies, where casual sex is taboo and dating is forbidden. A growing body of internal policy memos and theological discussions has established guidelines for slavery, including a lengthy how-to manual issued by the Islamic State Research and Fatwa Department just last month. Repeatedly, the ISIS leadership has emphasized a narrow and selective reading of the Quran and religious rulings to justify violence and to elevate and celebrate each sexual assault as spiritually beneficial, even virtuous. Every time that he came to rape me, he would pray, said F., a 15-year-old girl who was captured on Mount Sinjar one year ago and was sold to an Iraqi fighter in his 20s. 
He kept telling me, this is ibadah, she said, using a term from Islamic scripture meaning worship. He said that raping me is his prayer to God. I said to him, what you're doing to me is wrong, and it will not bring you closer to God. And he said, no, it's allowed, it's halal, said the teenager, who escaped in April with the help of smugglers after being enslaved for nearly nine months.